In Thailand, you can get 20 years in prison for insulting the king. In Honolulu, you can get 20% off at Royal Thai Garden for mentioning the Blue Hawaii podcast. Royal Thai Garden, Eva Beach, 96706, the best Thai food, the best Laotian food, the best shrimp. Everything is good. Just go there, eat it, it's great. Mention the Blue Hawaii podcast, get 20% off. 20%. Blue Hawaii. Aloha from Hawaii, everyone. Uh, we are recording this on January 13, 2019. Today marks the beginning of the frozen apocalypse for much of the country, but we just spent yesterday afternoon at a party at the beach. Uh, Happy New Year, everybody. We hope 2019 is treating you well. Uh, as we're about to get into, this is the one-year anniversary of the Missile Alert. Good times ahead. We have a great season planned for you. Uh, we're going to do live stream all our episodes Saturday morning or Sunday morning in this case, but typically Saturday morning right here. We're going to do mini episodes recapping video afterward on YouTube. Um, for those of you who don't want to listen to us ramble for 45 minutes, you can get the quick and dirty five minute video version. And we're going to have the great guests you've come to expect and you've come to love, starting with our dear friends, uh, Nate Hicks and Will Carone. Speaking of them, uh, they are going to be corresponding for the show this legislative session. Basically, uh, we want to have them as sort of our eyes and ears on the ground, letting us know what's going on at the ledge, uh, what bills are going to make it through, what bills aren't, uh, and they're going to keep you and us informed. I can't wait. I can't wait either. So with that said, welcome to season two of the Blue Hawaii Podcast. Let's do it. Yeah. We often hear Hawaii meaning white person in a negative connotation, but is a perfectly good word. It means foreign introduced to foreign origin or foreign introduction. So in Hawaiian, anyone or anything that is not native to Hawaii is Haole. I'm Leilani Poliahu, Ahui Ho. Haole, Haole, Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to the Blue High Podcast, everybody. I'm Josh Michaels. I'm Individual 2. He's Individual 2. Also known as Ryan Little. Uh, you know, uh, your favorite Howleys are back. Speaking of Blue Hawaii and your favorite Howleys, uh, Elvis the King would have turned 85 this week. Dreams come true. Hashtag fair use, hashtag copyright claim, hashtag sue in court. We are recording this yes. Sunday, January 13th, 2019. This is the one year anniversary of, you know what it was, Yep. the 38 Minutes of Terror. Uh, the impetus for us starting this very show. That and our uh, toxic narcissism. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you know... At least we're honest. <laughs> no, candor is important. You know, uh, yeah, so we looked... You know, listeners, uh, if you're new to this show, um, which if you're starting here, you probably have a lot of questions. That's true. But go back, listen to episode one, the OG. You can hear our story. You hear about Ryan uh, staring death in the metaphorical eye, uh, hiding in the bunker at Times Supermarket, Kaimuki. You can hear about when Tua Tonga Vailoa was a good quarterback. <sighs> a lot has changed in the year. Burn, Hawaii burn. Oh, no. We're going to get in trouble for that one. Yeah, that's going to um, you know, so we're going to talk about a uh, 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 Hawaii girl, uh, you may have heard of her, named Tulsi Gabbard, made a little bit of news this week. I believe in episode one, is she, I referred to her as Tulsi Gabbard. <laughs> this Howley this has learned a lot uh, over this year. Uh, <laughs> I made her super Indian. <laughs> Tulsi. Yeah, that's not good. No, um, and... You know, we'll get we'll get into you know speaking of super Indian, we'll get into a little bit of Hindu nationalism talk a little later on. Um, but way to thread the needle there. <laughs> that was wow. Uh, 
Um, if you hear a little laughing in the background, that's our good friends. Nate and, uh, Will. and we'll, Nate get, and we'll, Will. Be, we'll be sure to put them on the spot exactly yeah. how they feel. They'll be they'll be coming on yeah. in a little bit to talk about you know, uh, some awesome things going on with the fight for a livable wage. Yeah. Um, if you're watching us on live stream, you can see them uh, right now on Twitter. And uh, hopefully you've clicked the link through Facebook, too. And they're both very handsome men yes. sitting here wearing matching black shirts. Mm-hmm. They were wearing matching black sweaters, too, when they rolled in. And they were wearing matching white smiles. And matching black socks. Also true. These That's all the things that match about them. <laughs> uh, you know, it was Tulsi's tweets that convinced me, that reassured me that we actually weren't going to die a year ago. So maybe, you know, we do owe, I do owe her, you know, at least that. We do owe her a debt of gratitude. I think that moment was when I realized that I liked Brian Schatz. Because I think that was like the first time he was like, this is stupid and I don't know what's going on. And I was like, you know what? Welcome to the U.S. Senate. (laughs) That's basically how I feel about life right now. Yeah. Uh, So uh, how was your Christmas? How was your New Year's, guys, everybody? It was fair. Yeah. You got to talk into the mic, Will. It was fair. Fair. Sorry. Thanks for reminding me. It's okay. We won the war on Christmas? We did. We did. Once again. Once again. Undefeated champ. Undefeated champ. Friend of the show, Nate and I went to see uh, the Ilani Classic uh, and the next generation of young nba thoroughbred superstars. five foot six five. asian kids <laughs> um so when you t- speaking of elite realize that ilh champions really doesn't no. mean anything. yeah there's a you know uh when you look on one side and you see like the iolani team you know young scrappy hard nosed you look on the other side you see uh <laughs> you see kenyon martin jr scotty pippen jr you know the whole nature versus nurture argument what was the score uh a lot to a little yeah that's not so important. Kenyon Martin and they got embarrassed. Well, actually, Yolani, Yolani wasn't actually playing by that. By the that's point, that's probably fair. By the point we arrived, it was only like the good large mainland teams left. Yeah, that's true. Uh, including the seven foot two soft, high school sophomore Chinese kid who did not play, but like <laughs> was intimidating from yeah. the bench. Was, he was just there for intimidation. Yeah. In my mind, I'm like, that's the argument against GMOs right there. Like, what is this kid doing, <laughs> being that big? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure Monsanto doesn't have anything to do with pituitary disease. I have. Uh, you would probably be surprised. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, side note here: uh, Dothan, Alabama, yeah. is the uh, thyroid removal surgery capital of the world. It is also one of the we peanut were... farming capitals of the world. So there's Washington Carver. The the theory is he wasn't in Dothan. Uh, the theory is that uh, there's so many pesticides sprayed on the peanuts, the peanut crops, that it's like basically giving people thyroid cancer. And so they're all having to get their thyroids removed. Do you have so, to pay extra but for that, you you do not. Well, you have to pay every, for everything in the medical system in Alabama. Um, it's probably you know you pay six hundred dollars a month for health insurance, and it's only a nine hundred dollar copay or whatever. But um, yeah, it sucks. Congrats. You're not actually allergic to gluten either. You're allergic to glyphosate. So That's right. To. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, Christmas and New Year's was great. Yeah. Spent it here. Uh, wonderful, wonderful time. And. Uh, New Year's festivities uh, for Hawaii were a little dampened um, by the college football results. Our, oh. our, you know, it's not an election year, uh, so thank God we are going to talk about something that's just as American as apple pie and apathetic uh, electorate that's ruled over by an oligarchy that doesn't Sports care about We're going to talk about college football. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So our, our boy, Hawaii's favorite son, Tua Tonga-Vailoa, I think I think Mariota's still the favorite son. Well, yeah, okay. The the heir apparent. That's true. Kind of shot the bed. Yeah, but uh, 
I think he's a great quarterback. Here's yeah. the thing about the yeah. thing about Tua is he deserved to win the Heisman. He got completely bamboozled out of it by Kyler Murray because he didn't have to play in the fourth quarter the entire year. And I feel like it was completely unfair. It was like stat padding. If anything, you should if you only have to throw thirty touchdowns and you're beating everybody everybody by twenty points, there's no excuse for you to not win the Heisman at that point. Um now that said, Trevor Lawrence is apparently yeah. Son of Zeus and Peyton Manning, right? Um, Even though he looks like the he looks like the kid from uh, Dazed and Confused, grown up, grown up to go play college football. He looks like the he looks like Sunshine from Remember the Titans. Nailed it. Yeah, that's exactly. Who, he, I mean, yeah. Foot, football is fun. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence appears to be uh, the best quarterback ever. Yeah. Like you ever see that thing about the uh, was it Pete Marinovich the. Um, they called him Robo Quarterback. Yeah. He played for like Washington back in the day. I feel like Trevor Lawrence is him, and he's like Without he's, the steroids. He was, I don't think he was on roids, was he? I think. I thought his thing was he just was allegedly like a, he was a head case. Allegedly, he was a head case. And why was he a head case? Because his dad was like an overbearing jerk, including into the including, including the point of giving his son steroids. Really? I watched the thirty for thirty. You heard it here first. <laughs> are, you, are you just trying to make news? It's right gonna now? be thirty-one for thirty-one. ESPN, call me. Uh, Hawaii, Hawaii sports, um, our, our own result in the Hawaii Bowl. You know, you pick your own bowl. You pick your own opponent. You think it would go well. It did not go well. It did but, not go well for us at all. But a lot of, a lot of positives to go forward. Rolo uh, got a two-year extension. He's That's sticking right. around. I'm, That's right. Because, good Lord, if we didn't have him and uh, his joie de vivre, it would be a much bleaker situation. Yeah. Well, the, the problem with UH football is we just don't have the players right now. Right. I mean, we've, like... We've got a lot of effort and a lot of want to. And then the players we do have, we have a defensive coach who uh, I can only assume is legally blind <laughs> because he does not send call. your complaints. To, send your complaints to at Blue Hawaii Ryan. He on does Twitter. not <laughs> call good defenses. Yeah. Uh, and we have we have a very weak defense. So it's like we can score forty nine points a game, but the other team can score fifty because our defense just gives them up at will. Uh Max Holloway, uh smashed some dudes face in, Brian Ortega. That's true. That was good. That's true. Entertaining. Yep. College basketball. Good uh solid fifth place finish in the Diamond Head Classic. Yep, Woo. yep, yep. Yeah. Auburn shout out to Auburn. I know this is not the Blue Hawaii the Blue Auburn podcast. It's not. Not yet. It's sometimes it feels like it. Uh yeah, they're doing good. Came in third, I think, yeah. in the Maui Invitational. Yeah, uh, ranked number eleven at the start of this week. Mm-hmm. So we lost to Ole Miss, but Ole Miss is good. They won ten straight. Mm. They just got a nice win over State. Yeah. SEC basketball is pretty lit. Shout out to Auntie Donagan on Twitter, who may or may not be. She's probably not listening to this or watching. That's at Donagan. At Donagan. She's. If you want to follow somebody from Kentucky who's a nice person, yes. and consistently reps this podcast despite never having met us and having no connection. At Donagan is the woman for you. We just do it for the fans. Very nice person. Did you guys see? Um, so she always the best thing about yeah. Donagan. She always DMs us with encouraging things. Oh, she'll be she, like, it'll be Monday, and she'll be like, Happy Monday, guys. Have a good week. She's like our, our Twitter mom. That's awesome. Totally, yeah. dude. Donagan is like, if you guys don't have a Donagan following you on Twitter, yeah, then you're you're really missing out on the platform. Oh uh, man. Did you guys see, you know, I'm going to jump to politics real quick. Um, did you guys see the thing where like all the daily costs, like hashtag resistance liberals sent 7,000 roses to Nancy Pelosi? That did feel a little idol worshipy, didn't Instead it? Instead of like, you know, uh, I don't know, like immigration refugees in Texas could use the money. Criminal justice reform could use the money. 
Nancy Pelosi is literally worth nine figures. That's it's just I think nine figures is really doing it a disservice. Nine figures means she's worth upwards of one hundred million dollars. Yeah. Even if she was just worth exactly one hundred million dollars and zero cents, and like that's you, a lot of money. You know she's on your side anyway. Why are we spending these resources in? It's just it's a Democrat like the Circle West jerk. the West Wing worshiping of our like. Blah, 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 blah. We're going to That's this the daily cost. Daily cost. So, Aaron, Aaron At a cost of like what I read was estimated to be like nearly 100K, right? Nearly $100,000. In roses for the richest woman in Congress. Or How is that not like a quid pro quo? Like, that's just, it's, I mean, I'm happy. I, I'm like, academically, I'm yeah. like happy that Nancy Pelosi is the speaker of the certainly House. More than, certainly more than Paul Ryan. Yeah, exactly. But like, is it really Do we her need to that be we like, needed? oh, you're so great, as opposed to like, like, hey, let's work together. Hey, maybe you should actually do things that people like. Hey, maybe I mean, a hundred million dollars. That's we. I got asked hey, this know, question yeah. in, a, in a class one time. It was if you were to start a business and it were to be you were to be offered a price for it. Yeah. What's like a price that pretty much whatever the business was, whatever it was worth, you'd be like, all right, I will sell it to you for this amount. If you're like up and coming, right? Not if you know it's worth. Six hundred billion dollars. Are you trying to sell the podcast? I would love to for this amount. <laughs> my my amount was if I'm like growing a company and somebody yeah. comes along and says I'll give you two hundred million dollars for that. I really don't care what it is. I'm like two hundred million dollars is an amount of money where I'm like, yeah, I'm out. Like yeah. regardless, she's already at half of that. Yeah, she's at half of my number to sell anything. Not to mention her pension healthcare da, 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 everything taken care of for life too people speak ill of like paul ryan or they speak ill of the republicans generally for being like oh they're all this bunch of millionaires a hundred million dollars like what is paul ryan worth like maybe 20 30 she's like three times paul ryan's worth which is like good but <laughs> it's just you like, know what i mean hi yes a hundred million dollars get out of here daily cost yeah well, uh, speaking of you know raising massive amounts of money for uh, silly purposes, the uh, wall's at sixty million dollars. Yeah, Hawaii, we are proud to claim one of our very own Kamuki High School graduate, Go Bulldogs, is the dude behind the GoFundMe on the wall. I love seeing Hawaii yeah. national news. Yeah. yeah, you know, proud of us. Uh, total scam artist, Air Force veteran. What's his name? Star advertiser reporting, Brian. Colfage, Colfage, Colfog, who lost part of an arm and both legs in a rocket attack in 2004. Obviously, some of his brain had raised had raised a staggering 18 million dollars as of Saturday through his week-old "We the People Will Fund the Wall" GoFundMe online account. Nearly. Why did you make him sound like Thanos? Because <laughs> that's what he's trying to do. I mean, yeah. yeah. Nearly 300,000 people have contributed. You know what? 300,000 of our fellow Americans. 50 million people voted for Trump. So yeah. I guess they don't want the wall that bad or they'd get out there and pay for it. If they I really yeah. needed a silver lining in that. Yeah. So yeah. thank yeah. you. And the Army Corps of Engineers is being instructed to look into uh, taking all that hurricane and wildfire money yeah. and spending it on the wall. Yeah. Who needs that? Who um, needs that? It's, it's good it's to know. Yeah, it's good to know fiscal conservatism is alive and well in this country. You heard that he was trying to divert the money to his own nonprofit, right? The Colfage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, Col- s- he said he was going to do that. I'm and GoFundMe it's... cut it. They're like, nope, we're returning everybody's I, money. I actually, I can respect the hustle on that. <laughs> I'm guessing it <laughs> yeah. was not the Kamuki High School Alumni Association I don't nonprofit. Think so, no, yeah. okay. It's called the Cocaine and Ladies of the Night <laughs> 501c3. 
Um, those, um, are, those are tax deductible donations, by the way. Exactly. Oh, speaking, you know, talking about uh, financial misfeasance, uh, malfeasance, uh, our dear friend uh, Marcel Honoré in Civil Beat had a pretty good expose. Uh, it's, well, it's not much of an expose when everybody basically knew this was the case yeah. the entire Marcel's time. Marcel's great. Marcel's a good dude. Marcel's he, really He comes good. and plays softball with us. So Hell of a reporter. He's, he's my favorite reporter by far. He's uh, never done a story on the Blue White Podcast, but I mean, other than that, I think he's a, a he's, pretty he's good He's never guy. done a, a story on Hoser Ball either. So. Nobody's perfect. Basically, state state auditor Les Condo said, uh, they be lying. <laughs> That's it. One, one sentence report. That's I and, mean, and not just once. Yeah. yeah a, they be lying a lot. The whole thing is the whole, the whole, uh, Good Yiddishism, Fakakta, uh, Fakakta, yeah. So uh, if we ever get the rail, congestion will be twenty percent nope. instead of twenty three percent worse. <laughs> I think, I think, the, I think the rail when it opens will help with congestion. Yeah, by three percent. No, it's going to be more than that. You get a bunch of there's a bunch of people are saying three percent, but there's like all these naysayers, and everybody who's talking about it has no idea about how development works. Like, well. Randy Roth is a very smart man, a good accountant, and a great, admirable writer. But he's not a real estate developer, and he doesn't understand how development markets work. Hashtag the call out. Like I'm, I'm just saying. Like people want the primary driver in people's real estate buying and renting decisions is a limited commute. And so if you know, well, I can get to downtown in 20 minutes from here rather than 45 minutes from where I currently live, and save myself an hour a day almost. They're going to do it and they're going to pay a little bit more for it. And like economies are going to spring up around that and development is going to spring up around that. It will help. It won't help immediately, but like over time it will create, it will create a, an avenue for people to bypass the long, lengthy commuting times. Like well, it's just how it works. At that, at that price and that slush fund. I hope so. It better. <laughs> uh, this week marks the 126th anniversary of the illegal overthrow of the Hawaiian kingdom by the United States government. So fun. This is a this is a big week for us. Yeah. Um. And then the biggest news story of the entire week, which somehow we didn't touch, uh, the government shutdown. Yeah. Is entering its fourth week. Yeah. Uh, with no clear and insight. What's funny is when when this happened, uh, whenever they announced it was going to shut down, uh, my first instinct was Schumer and Pelosi are going to cave. Well, Schumer's going to cave. Yeah. Because um, Schumer always caves. Yeah. And. I'm, oh I'm my been, god! Did you see the cart? There's a cartoon. Uh, the scene of like jews being loaded onto the trains like at the train station and somebody drew in chuck schumer at the back like if you're nice they'll give you a good seat <laughs> with well the thing like i thought schumer was gonna cave i'm proud that he hasn't caved i'm proud that he's like playing politics the right way a little bit yeah. then my next thought was trump's just gonna declare a state of emergency and he knows he's not gonna win in the courts either he's gonna win in the courts and he's gonna get his wall or he's gonna lose in the courts and he's gonna be able to tell his base See, I even said it was an emergency. I even created a, a court issue about it, and the Democrats ruined it. And it's actually kind of a smart strategy because his base is dumb. Yeah. That's exactly what's going to happen. It's amazing how it literally doesn't matter what you say. Strategy becomes a lot easier to game out when people will be like, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, if, if you just have people blindly following you yeah. and like... I get the whole cult of personality thing. It's attractive. I, I would love one. Uh, if anybody out there is interested in joining our cult of personality, you can start by following us at, at Blue Hawaii Pod on Twitter. <laughs> Everybody, yeah, Mark's Garage, that was the first recruiting meeting. <laughs> See who might be interested. You know, feel them out. We did good. We yeah. did good. Uh, yeah, so a little update on the Mark's Garage show. It went great. I mean, like, we great. we haven't really talked about it on, a lot of fun. on air. Uh, yeah, Nate and Will were both in attendance. Packed um, house. Yep. Packed house. I, I don't know that they've sold out 
that venue that much in a long time. I mean, yeah. we were I mean, we're no we're no Rocky Horror Picture Show. No, and sure, Rocky Horror probably did a lot better than us. But we that's good company though. That's good company. I mean, we first show ever, and the unofficial headcount's like 140, and we oh. like it was standing room only. I mean. Anytime your venue standing room only, you feel good about it. So, uh, to always- all of you who came out, thank you so much. Like you made us made it a really special night and a really good time. And we're gonna do more of them. And we can't do them without your support. So keep on coming out. Yeah. All right. We'll be back in a second with Nate and Will. Blue Hawaii. Blue Hawaii. Blue Hawaii. Uh, we're back with our best friends. Probably our oh, best friends. Best friends. Definitely our most recurring guests. Only friends. Only friends. Hashtag no new friends 2019. <laughs> In case you don't remember them from season one, uh, Nate was here a bunch of times. Will was here at least once, maybe twice. Mm, I think twice? twice. Maybe twice. Twice. Yeah. Um, Nate, best friends. Best friends. I Selective memory, it's okay. Nate is the executive director of Living HY. Will is the communications director at the Hawaii Appleseed Center for Law and Economic Justice. Also uh, is the co-chair, co-chair of Young of- Progressives Demanding Action. Which is a, a great organization that everybody should get involved with. Yeah, uh, these guys are like, as far as like young people trying to shake shit up, these are big ballers right here. Uh, speaking of, if you're watching our live stream, you saw us at the very beginning hold up a, a little newspaper, with 38 minutes of terror. <laughs> but on the so bottom side of it, it says, "Progressives press agenda on more state Democrats." right uh basically what it's saying is hold their feet to the fire baby. holding their feet to the fire on this uh this living wage issue so um nate and will uh while men of the people are also you know they're they're playing in the the halls of power trying to get stuff done and we mentioned how handsome they both are and if you're watching on our live stream which we highly encourage you to do every saturday every 10 saturday. a.m uh and direct. you're gonna like it so nate and will welcome gentlemen thanks appreciate Appreciate the invite. So Glad to be back. We're gonna get to all the big things your organizations are doing, what you guys are looking into for the legislature, stuff that interests you, what to look out for. But there's a critical question haunting America. How do you feel about the fact that sometimes Congresswomen both dance and swear? <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> I mean the audacity. Yeah. We don't pay you to have fun. Nope. We pay you to Build walls. That's what you're there for. That's a that's a pretty like Republican argument. <laughs> like anytime, like that's like where the workplace is going. He's like, we don't pay you to yeah. socialize with your colleagues. So, so for what, 10 you're, minutes what you're saying day. is our as our infiltration tactics are are, are they're good working. To go. We're we're ready to we're ready to infiltrate at this point. Yeah. 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 Okay. Good. Bootstraps. No, it's great. It's great that she's out there. I mean, she's dominating headlines. By she, we're speaking of Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Yeah. My, my Rashida Tlaib. My favorite. My favorite thing was was the the story about how uh, establishment Democrats are like terrified that she's going to oh, tweet yeah. something mean towards them. It's that's the best. It's well, the I best. love that they were like cowards. She shouldn't be criticizing people in stories where they're criticizing her. <laughs> it's like don't criticize your own party, you dummy. And it's like, <laughs> well, uh, yeah. this, this just shows like who's in it. For the career establishment like status quo and, and who's just looking to again shake shit up i do have a feeling that uh that like at least at this point in her young congressional career that um ocasio cortez really like doesn't care that much if she gets reelected. like she's not doing things to try to get reelected at this point she's like i'm gonna go in there and just like scare these old dudes scare everybody which is awesome 
Which is pretty good. And, and paradoxically may end up getting her reelected over and yeah. over and over again. God, well, I hope so. Thing, she's not trying to scare anybody. She's just trying to fight for reasonable policy. Yeah. And the people that she's talking to hate it. Yeah. Because they, they're unreasonable. But do they do they hate it though? Or are they just have they just been programmed that like this will never work? Like I think the average person does want action on climate change. Like the average person does want a green new deal. They do want student loan forgiveness, but they've just been told like that's impossible. It can never work. Like there's no or way for that to be specifically oh, the people I need to get re- the people I need to give me money to get reelected don't want this to happen. Let's see, and that I think we're having two different conversations. Ryan, I think the people are with AOC. It's yeah. o- it's overwhelming. A majority of Republican voters support Medicare for all. Yeah. That's a fact. Yeah, the majority of elected Democrats do not support Medicare for all. So the argument is that. AOC is scaring the powers that be, the exactly. elected officials, the donors, where the people are on her side. If yeah. if Marco Rubio or Donald Trump was starting to tout the ideas that AOC was saying, the entire Republican base would be all over it. So it's not like these issues are foreign or people are scared of them. It's just that the money doesn't want it to happen. Well, speaking of uh, Donald Trump and Alexander Ocasio-Cortez and powers that be, we'll get to 2020 here in just a minute. But yeah. first... And Rubio, too. I've got a bone to pick with him. Tell us... Tell us, tell our listeners, tell everybody what you've been up to. Ah, well, from our end, uh, we've been taking a significant amount of effort, again, update, trying to get people to support a living wage, right? Uh, Legislators, Democrats, and Republicans both. And fortunately, we've got significant support. Um, Majority in the House and the Senate and Governor Ige all say they support a living wage, which is awesome. So where's the bill? Uh, the bill is going to be introduced here in uh, on Wednesday, January 16th, opening, opening day. day. Yeah. You know who's introducing it? So there should be plenty of introducers. I know at least a newly, represented, a newly elected representative, Amy Peruso, uh, is going to be uh, introducing one. Dude, a how cool is she? Democratic awesome. socialist, right? Yeah. yeah. She's yeah. awesome. Tina uh, Wildberger as well, new, yeah. also a new rep. She's going to be introducing one as well um, that may have a slight differences here and there. Um, and then uh, Aaron Ling Johansson, who's the chair of the Labor Committee in the House, he'll and be introducing used to be a Republican. one. And also used to be a Republican, just like our, our friend Beth Fukumoto. Uh, our, third, our third best friend of the show. Third best friend of yeah. the show, yeah. There's, you know, Hawaii, we, we have a lot of best friends. We're going to inspire, well, one, we have a lot of best friends. And two, like, eventually we're a model for the... Eventually, eventually, the reasonable Republicans yeah, Republicans coming around and being yeah. like, we should be probably be if you give them if you give them to like twenty to forty years, I bet the mainland will come around too. Hawaii people are just a little more like reasonable, I think. It's Plus, just it's like perhaps. it's in it's insane to think that like forty years ago Republicans were just people who were like, yeah, you know, I I think we should do a little bit more commerce, and then now <laughs> it's like now it's like ah. Uh, our baby eating machine needs fuel. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Yeah. So, so I mean, but I mean, with Beth, I mean, if you're if you're your minority party, where there's only like six of them, and they're all like, no, yeah, you're wrong, like, and we hate okay. you. Like, um, do, what reason does she have to stay yeah, at that point? I'm gonna spend. A, I'm gonna. Mm-hmm. Okay, I could uh, ruin my career by pandering to these six assholes, or I, <laughs> or I can go join the majority yeah. and try to get some work done there. Yeah. Well, and what's funny is like even when she was Republican, she supported pretty like progressive policies. It's true. It's yeah. like I I get, but I, I get at the same time with her being like there's like a malaise and, a, and an intransigence and a bit of an inertia on getting progressive stop, things stop done. Stop using big words, please. Look, yeah. man, I went to law school for a reason. Yeah. Uh, finest. There's, there's like a, you know, there's, there's all these factors working against like progress from the democratic side. And she's like, well, 
you know, it's a lot easier to corral six people than it is to corral 200. Yeah. Uh, and I can, I can totally understand somebody making that calculation politically at a young age. Can, but Can you imagine what the Republican Party would do if like, if like Dwight Eisenhower came back to life and like he tried I'd to primary Trump? Dwight, probably. They would, they would massacre him. Like, I like Ike. General Dwight Eisenhower. Totally. Winner of World War II. Roosevelt. You, TDR. You big government, evil socialist, can you imagine, godless monster. Can you imagine Teddy Roosevelt coming in and being like, I'm busting up Amazon? Like hard. <laughs> like you can't own um, everything well, anymore. I think I mean, I've had dream I think I've had that dream. In before, fairness. Where you, know, you busted up on Amazon? No, where, where where Teddy Roosevelt came back to life and broke up Amazon specifically. Oh. Very specifically. You know, it's before, like it's a good the thing about Amazon is it sucks because I hate how much I use it. Like, do I use Amazon <laughs> weekly? Yes. Do I use it multiple times per week? Absolutely. Did I get most of this gear probably on Amazon? Mm-hmm. But like, I hate Amazon. I saw this poll that uh, among, so among Democrats, the most trusted institution is Amazon. And among Republicans, it's, you know, the military, the church, like now. Yeah. So I'm not sure that's, that's a good scary. endorsement of what we stand for, but, um, oh, so speaking, you know, another, you know, devil's advocate or not devil's advocate, God's advocate, reverse Thank counterpoint you. Uh, for Teddy Roosevelt. Before we get too excited about Teddy Roosevelt, I think Puerto Rico has been through enough. That's true. We don't want to put the Caribbean through any more like TR manifest that, destiny. Yeah, I'm not saying shit. that he didn't have some some growing pain, or some growth points. Like I, I wouldn't I wouldn't argue that. I, God's I just, working on all of us. Yeah, I'm just saying like you know it's it's pretty easy for me to get behind like you know environmentalism and like conservation national parks, national yeah. parks, and, national parks like, which are now full of shit which are shut down thanks yeah. to the shutdown yeah yeah it's almost like maybe the federal government has a has a point like a reason to exist to like yeah. do things for its citizenry i don't know that's just me well nate moving away from uh presidents gone by we saw you thursday at the capitol and that is not a hunger games reference what's the latest with living wage Hawaii? Uh, yeah, so sort of like we were discussing, um, we're trying to get this momentum going, um, and we've got a lot of support, um, not only from legislators, but from advocacy groups, so Hawaii Appleseed, uh, YPDA, and the Democratic Party itself has made it their number one priority, and so um, the, the waves are coming. Uh, after our big kickoff with you guys in April, things have just been up. The Blue Hawaii pod bump has wow. been... Yeah, yes. We don't want to take so, all the credit for folks. it. Folks, Spe- speaking of standing room only, that, that Thursday night event, the launch event for Raise Up Hawaii, which is the living wage campaign, was standing room only yeah. in, a, in, it was a, great. in one of the large conference rooms yeah. of the Capitol, which was awesome it to was see. It was absolutely great. Thursday afternoon, 445 yeah. after work. Nobody wants to go downtown after work guys, and get guys, full room. Guys, Will ran the shit out of that PowerPoint. <laughs> like, boom. Very, click, very, click, very click, good. Click. That was very <laughs> good. For my next trick... Double yeah. click. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. It was really good. Yeah. Okay, so and Will, so Appleseed is doing a whole bunch. Of, you have a whole bunch of new. You know, it seems like every week there's a new like Will Carone invited you to like this thing on Facebook. Yeah, stop inviting me. You guys, stuff. you yeah. guys keep coming up with some new stuff. What's so? What's going on? So in terms of the uh, Facebook invites thing, I think yeah. probably what you're talking about is that uh, you owe Appleseed. us all an apology. Yes, I do owe you all an apology. <laughs> Thank you for liking. Uh, and that, that's that's really helpful for us to get our message out to have as many people following um, our different threads. But those three threads are the Hawaii Appleseed Center itself, the Hawaii Budget and Policy Center, which was created in March, okay. and um, Lawyers for Equal Justice, which actually was what Hawaii Appleseed used to be originally. Okay. And then um, and so it was it was primarily uh, litigation 
uh, class action style for uh, working class people. For example, um, people living in Section 8 housing that had been overcharged rent for years, uh, we sued, got them their back pay. Republicans outlawed that, though. Yeah, they they weren't happy about that, for sure. Um, That's just the free market at work, Will. (laughs) If you don't like it, just go to another Section 8 facility. You You know where I bet they do have it? Venezuela. Oh yeah, socialist Venezuela, <laughs> definitely. So anyway, there, there's uh, we've ha- we've had an expansion of our capacity that's allowed us to kind of bring lawyers for equal justice back. Awesome. Um, and um, so lawyers for equal justice right now is uh, most recently got um, an increase in compensation for foster parents, um, which was uh, a difficult fight. Um, because uh, it turns out the state doesn't really want to spend more money on foster parents. Sure. So again, litigation is necessary. But, we, so, but we're an all-Democrat state. That's you'd think that you you would think you would think. Uh, I had a nickel. Yeah, it's it's hard it's hard to play one party off of itself. It's easier to play two parties off of each other. So I mean, theoretically, I I haven't really had much practice because Hawaii's been dominated by Democrats for fifty years at least. So is there any state where there's like a pretty vibrant two-party bipartisan situation there are plenty of states where it go it'll go back and forth like for colorado maybe well yeah where i'm from minnesota is you had a divided you know democratic governor uh you know republican house and senate and now both the house and senate just switched to democrats so you you have plenty and that's where like for there the primaries are almost non-existent Mm. i feel like uh, minnesota is like the best example of a benevolent billionaire taking over a state government and just like making awesome things happen like he just the governor is what's his name i cannot remember mark dayton yeah he's so good yeah. like mark dayton is an awesome governor he's like he's like if michael bloomberg were like legitimately like a good person and he's like <laughs> winning big if. yeah anywho um he's great unfortunately he just stepped down but yeah go ahead why he got bored he's a billionaire so he's like oh ne- next Thank you, next. I feel like, remember oh, the wow. water boy where Rob Schneider's like, oh no, we suck again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So it's hard to play two people, two parties off of each other, or easier to play two parties off yeah, of each I other. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess what I'm trying to say is that when, when one party dominates the legislature so thoroughly, what incentive do they have to really... Um, to really grow and learn from any, yeah. anyone outside of that central base. I mean, they have no incentive. They're, they're not really at risk of losing their seats. And that's really the only thing that will motivate legislators is the yeah. fear of losing their job, honestly. Well, speaking of uh, people who are not making good policies and living wages, uh, I saw recently that 78% of full-time workers in the United States are living paycheck to paycheck. Um, Especially those federal employees who are literally not getting paychecks right yeah. now. Yeah, they're it's living tough. just nothing to nothing at yeah. this point. Um, in Hawaii, obviously that problem is probably a little bit more exacerbated, but hidden in different ways. We have multi-generational housing, things like that, where people aren't paying rent, but they're making you know 10 bucks an hour. Um, Nate, tell us about the, the $17 an hour minimum wage number that you guys are pushing and, and why that's important at, at this session. Yeah, why 17 done. and not 15? I mean, the issue is simple. I think... Conservatives, libertarians, Democrats, socialists, capitalists agree. We want people to be working. We want people to be able to go out so they can provide for themselves. And right now we have in Hawaii about one in three workers are out there working and not making enough to make ends meet on a full-time job. People are putting in 40 hours a week and coming up well short. In order for a single adult, no kids, nothing like that, just a single adult to afford their basic needs, on a full-time job they need 17 bucks an hour. That's it. 
And that's, that's, by what, the, that's by the state's own reckoning too, the Department of Business Economic Development. Tourism. Basically, like that's what it costs to keep somebody alive. Yeah, hundred percent. Keep them alive and not is that is that excluding and, like state services, like social services? Like at that number, you're not on you know TAMP. You're not on. If you're below WIC. that, you're going to be depending on welfare of yeah. some kind, whether so, it's from your parents or yeah. relatives or from the state government. 17, so seventeen dollars is what it takes to keep somebody alive. Self-sufficient. And a, ho- a hopefully yeah. that's funct- actually the yeah. term that DBED uses. Self-sufficiency. Yeah. A hopefully functioning member of society. Yes. Yeah. Anything yeah. below that, we just you know we're pilot. subsidizing it as a tax. There's going to be some kind of a subsidy. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. And so that and that's the that's the point we're trying to make is this should be the the floor. If you're going to show up for a full time work, if we believe in a forty hour work week, if we which want people empirically has been proven that we don't anymore, but <laughs> yeah. hypothetically we do. Hypothetically we do. Yeah. And more importantly, we should because yeah. it does actually save money from the state's point of view in the long run if people are not relying on welfare. And on top of that, it actually generates an economic stimulus. It actually boosts well, the economy. it's burden shifting, right? Yeah. It's like it's like if there's more money in the lower levels of the economy, then people are going to go to more restaurants. They're going to buy exactly. more gasoline. Also, They're poor gonna... people have to spend money. We don't just like soak it away like Mitt Romney does. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. What, is it, what does he do that, That's a... Lots of milk. We, we could get Golden really... tablets. I mean, well, he lives in uh, like a mansion in Utah, so it's like that's like a hundred thousand dollars to get one of those. That's true. Not much it, at all. Mansions are a little easier to come by. Yeah, but um, <laughs> no, you know, there's a it, yeah, if, there's an incentive to reinvest, right? And that's why like wealth concentration in the one percent is bad because there's only so much money you can ever spend in a lifetime, right. and there's only so much money you should rationally risk losing in a lifetime. So like. If you are one of those people that doesn't have a hundred billion dollars yeah. and you need to, you know, make your way up in the world, you have to spend your money a little bit. So it makes sense. We I mean, only funnel money back downward and then it funnels money back throughout, you know, the yeah. entire system. I mean, if a functioning consumer economy is built like a pyramid with a broad base at the bottom that can spend. And we've kind of been eroding that so that the top of the pyramid is bigger than the bottom and it's top heavy. And so that how that like just physically won't work it's which gets into over. our theme for season two capitalism is a pyramid scheme <laughs> yeah. big old pyramid scheme. Hey. Yeah. as you said that a pyramid nate a smile started creeping across nate's face <laughs> but i mean that's just Dude, that's giving. just the reality that's no just no i mean well, and, and there's nothing wrong with that right there's nothing wrong with like <sighs> there's nothing wrong inherently with the idea that like some people take a risk and they do they like put themselves out there and then they get rewarded proportionately or even disproportionately for it but it's like when it runs amok and it's sort of like it's like there's nothing wrong with cells replicating themselves but but cancer well, but right. cancer yeah. yeah exactly and it's like we're in this phase right now where it's like capitalism we just found a lump in your breast it's and very, in your it's testicles very cancerous yeah. yes yeah. it's very cancerous yeah. uh so at andy richter had this to say he said quote it's amazing how the gop can be so bad at something like trolling aoc yet so effective when it comes to convincing non-billionaires that raising the taxes on someone's 10 million in first dollars a grave injustice yep well of course anderson cooper didn't like the tax plan he's literally a vanderbilt <laughs> you know i thought he got unfairly disparaged for that i thought like he didn't seem thrilled about it but he wasn't like what he was how like, can you say that he was doing that like thing that journalists have to do or they like put you to your paces i feel like when are they going to start doing that to donald trump well Not that it matters cooper probably has done it to trump if he's ever interviewed trump he's probably yeah. done it i think anderson cooper's a pretty good journalist he is literally a vanderbilt though yeah. <laughs> but if uh, someone suggests like a common democratic ideal you know he's not going to put her put that person through the ropes like he did aoc yeah. aoc's proposal is very reasonable and he acted as if it were not 
because it's not he the status as, quo. He, he acted as though we hadn't done that in the past, and it wasn't very successful. Well, the, the, the thing it was, why I don't know, guys. About, I, I just feel like you have to, you have to at least like give some. You can't just be like, oh, okay, that's super reasonable. That's what we used to do. It's like he's a journalist. He's trying. He's like trying to maintain some sense of some semblance of credibility. Why are why do news anchors talk more about her tax plan and Rashida Tlaib swearing because? in their like rich ass Ivy league world, those two things are more disturbing to them than like the million other things going on with our government right now. I think that's a, I think that's like just a very unnecessarily cynical way of looking at media coverage. Cause I'm feeling do you, like, have you looked at media coverage over the past three years? Okay. And do you feel like cynicism is not warranted for, for what it's worth, for what it's worth? No, I don't have cable. But, uh, secondly, the thing <laughs> is, fucking millennials. No, the, the thing is, <laughs> is that, <laughs> what, I, what I'm trying to say is that I think they're, it's not because they're like the, the elite are just like clutching their pearls. Like, oh my God, she said a bad word. It's like, what's going to get people to pay for ads? So I don't think it's, maybe my way is more cynical. That I think, actually is yeah. more cynical. So I think it's like, yeah. I think it's, I think, it, so maybe unnecessarily cynical is not what I'm trying to say. I think it's, uh, I think it's unnecessarily oppositional like i don't think they're looking at it from an oppositional standpoint they're not like oh i'm your uh this is a thing that i just like can't get behind it's like this is going to sell a ton of ad space and they've got their ad department who's like calling up you know sleep number and it's like look i've got we're going to do 55 hours of Talib covers this week i can get you a million dollars if you want a prime spot other people are paying too. No, they're, they're definitely pandering to their base uh, yeah viewership but and the basis instincts of those base viewerships but i mean like why a why AOC and why you know it's be, I mean it's because she's young it's because she's a woman it's because she's a woman of color I think it's like, just because Fox News is covering it because like oh, yeah. I think that's, just that's following, what I'm saying yeah. yeah they're following the lead but I don't think it has anything to do with with uh, them being like this is who I fundamentally disagree with I think it's just like this is what's getting coverage on other places and we have no sense of originality. And that's what we're going to cover. And no spine to try to different deviate now, and, and move the conversation yeah, into a more productive. One hundred percent. The uh, only there's no like desire to do that. Very few media outlets that have any sort of spine. Uh, number one is probably the Blue White Podcast. But, yeah, mm-hmm. of course, obviously um, robust spine. Speaking of spines, Tulsi Gabbard's running for president. Yeah. What do you guys think? Uh, <laughs> I, I think she's uh, angling to be a, a VP candidate for someone, or or to go go for a cabinet position. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think she, I, I, either she's serious about the candidacy, which means she's not going to be doing much for CD2, or mm-hmm. it's it's a play to advance herself in some, some I mean, it is either way, I guess, yeah. but I don't think They're it's... not mutually exclusive. No, and I don't, I don't think that she's going to um, have much of a chance unless, like, Bernie Sanders doesn't run, then maybe she might have a chance. Well, but... you've heard of, you've heard of Bernie bros. Now we've got Modi bros. Modi bros. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> That that's a group I don't think I'd want to associate myself with particularly. So, what did you guys think of the uh, the you know we don't we don't have too often uh, interdelegation beefs, but what did you think about the whole like Tulsi calling out Maisie for her supposedly objectionable comments? No, that, that was nonsense. I mean, the the fact that the guy is in the Knights of Columbus. Yeah, this is a judicial nominee for I don't know what circuit. I don't remember what circuit. Basically, a judge. Uh, Fox News right-wing talking points jumped all over Maisie. Maisie basically yeah. asked, are you going to be a fair judge? And the reason why she asked that is because the Knights of Columbus, even though it is, uh, it's affiliated with Catholicism, right? They're a bunch of Catholic guys. They're very secular. They, yeah. they are involved in uh, electoral politics. They are yeah. involved in issue politics. 
They fund anti-abortion uh, movements. They're they're very right wing. It's a very fair question to ask, in my opinion, from Maisie Hirono. Yeah. And Tulsi Gabbard's accusation of bigotry, of religious bigotry, is absurd, in my opinion. Absolutely absurd. Have you guys seen the article that came out? Uh, it was this week, I think, before Tulsi announced her um, her candidacy, and it was called something. I think something similar to like uh, something's up with Tulsi Gabbard. And they were talking about, they were sort of outlining um, how Tulsi has been using the same talking points, the structurally the same talking points as like Rohrbacher, as Trump, and as like Rumble. all the all the other people who've been sort of, um, I won't say proven, but just shy of yeah. proven to have been compromised by the Russians. And they're saying like, basically... If we have the same amount of evidence that Tulsi's been compromised as Rohrbacher, and we're like, Rohrbacher's got like a big neon sign of like, this guy is being well, paid by the Russians. I mean, remember when I mean, remember when David Duke wanted Tulsi to be Secretary of State? It's like, that's not a good company to no. keep. Yeah. Cause, and Richard Spencer, too, I think, tweeted out like after she got, like, he after she came back from Syria, which is, I'm sure we're going to be relating that over and over and over again. He was like, yeah, sign her up for the diplomatic corps. Like, yeah, anybody who goes to Syria and comes back with Assad, I'm pretty suspect over. Uh, that said, if she was the actual nominee for president versus Trump, I'd, I'd probably vote for her. Uh, yeah, no yeah. doubt. That's an easy one. Yeah. 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 Uh, speaking of 2020. Uh, which Joe Biden is your favorite Joe Biden? Uh, 1991, attacked Anita Hill. Uh, 94, he wrote the crime bill. Yep. Uh, 95 wrote what eventually became the Patriot Act. 96 voted against gay marriage. 99 re voted to repeal Glass-Steagall. 2001 voted for Patriot Act. 2002 voted for the Iraq War. 2005 voted for bankruptcy protection. Oh, voted to get rid of bankruptcy protections for students with student loans. And 2018 pinned the Liberty Medal on George W. Bush. I think my favorite is probably that last one, only because he did the creepy Joe shoulder massage for yeah. him. And so that's not yeah. hey, that's a good counter argument to because I'm sure you know if Biden does run the Me Too attack ads, right, themselves, like, that'll be his defense. Like, no, he does that to everybody. I do it to everybody. That yeah. just pisses me off a little bit because I didn't actually know that students could declare bankruptcy before 2005. <laughs> yeah, that's the only kind that of loans. Actually, the only kind of loans that cannot be discharged in bankruptcy are student loans. I believe the only four things with no statute limitations in the law are murder, rape, arson, and student loans. Yeah. So that, that shows how they've really valued so, our generation. you too, millennials. Yeah. yeah. Joe Biden also said millennials don't have it tough. Which is, you know, empirically false. It's yeah. as if um, he doesn't have any experience in being a reasonably waged uh, millennial at any point in his life. No, it's like, like he was spawned as a 50-year-old plus person and never, yeah. you know, never I mean, had any youth years. He's been a senator since like 20 years before we were born. So, yeah. uh, Also, there was a story that came out that said The Rock says that millennials don't have it tough. But The later. Rock went on Instagram and was like, no, no news. I never said that. Oh, did he really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good for him. And I'm like back on the, I've like, I've, was that Mashable that published the original story? Or? I have no idea. I don't know. I think it was like The Sun or something that's like Some never right. right. Yeah, a tabloid thing. And I'm like, I like The Rock. Yeah. Yeah, I like The Rock. I, we invited him on the show. Probably won't work. We're awaiting his response. Yeah. Rather than actually try to reopen the government, uh, now that once the Senate passed a 100 to 0 bill saying, yeah, let's go ahead and reopen the government, they decided, no, that doesn't work anymore. So now Marco Rubio is trying to tie uh, the first Senate bill into uh, basically protections for state anti-BDS legislation. Mm. So basically, however you feel about the situation in the Middle East, I think we can all, you know, any reasonable 
constitutional law attorney and any reasonable human being would probably agree that the government should not be able to punish people for choosing to boycott a foreign country or another non-United States entity. Or anything. Yeah, and the you know this is uh, two federal courts have already said this is unconstitutional, but they are doubling down, pushing forward anyway. Uh, and beyond even just doing the whim of APAC and the hard right Israel lobby, this is just shameless politicking to try to paint Democrats as anti-Semitic. Um, thankfully, you know, we don't give Chuck Schumer a lot of credit on the show, but even Chuck Schumer, self-styled, you know, defender of Israel is refusing to bring this bill up because it's just shameless, transparent ploy. Mm. Uh, and it's also Marco Rubio is doubling down, trying to attack Rashida Tlaib on, on Twitter, you know, blah, 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 blah. Same, like basically in addition to AOC, uh, Tlaib and Ilhan Omar are just like, they're starting already. Like this is, they're going after these uh muslims these young brown women congressmen that they are terrified of and it's just going to be it's going to be a shit show and we look forward to talking about it and that's enough of that also uh have you seen ted cruz's beard no it's it's hideous you look haven't it seen it i have not so it's actually it's pretty divisive it's like a lot of people have said ted cruz's beard is really good a lot of people say it's really bad. It's the like best, that. It's like that white gold blue black yeah. dress, right? Laurel, <laughs> Laurel or Yanni? The Laurel or Yanni. The best thing that I saw about it was a photo this week of uh, Ted Cruz, I believe, in McAllen, Texas, wherever he is, right on the border with Trump, and it was like him in in a, like a canvas, like Carhartt coat, and his beard and his hair was a little must, and it said, uh, "Ted Cruz looks like if Wolverine couldn't heal himself." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh guys thank you for being here thanks for letting us know what's going on uh any important issues that you want to talk about I, mean, go? I, I guess I, I think other than the living wage issue which really um would go a huge long way to improving the lives of so many people here in hawaii i think uh, another um kind of a one-two punch combo issue is uh bail reform and marijuana legalization and those two things really go hand in hand in terms of reducing our incarcerated population, which will save us a ton of money because we spend about $150 per day per incarcerated person in the state. That's an insane um, amount of money. That's a lot of people. But and, the thing is, is okay, it's it's not to interrupt, but uh, it's $150 a day, 365 days a year. Yeah. What do we spend on educating somebody and like creating a world-class education system? And that's only five days a week, mm -hmm. like what, like 46 weeks a year, 48 weeks a year or yeah. something like that. And a lot of the states that have legalized marijuana are reinvesting that tax revenue into education specifically. Like fundamentally, we're going to make our schools really, really good. And I mean, that makes sense too, because the more educated people are, the more um, responsible they'll be with making choices like whether or not to use marijuana in the first place. And if you use responsibly, great. But that requires education and it requires yeah. regulation. And so those two things together, I think, would really go a long way to helping a lot of folks too. So I just want to plug that as well. I've been right told by very credible sources that a legalized adult use marijuana bill is going to get introduced this session. Yeah, I think, I'm pretty sure that there will be one yeah. as well. Yeah, I've, I've been hearing, and I, I think the person who introduces it or who I've been told will introduce it has a lot of credibility and would be able to drum up some significant support. So, Who is it? I'm not going to name Leaks. it. Picky Leaks. who is it? Say no, it. not yet. Say it. We'll we'll update in the in the subsequent weeks once it's been introduced. And let yeah. Know. Okay. We'll keep you posted. Yeah. Um, Nate, please. What other issues would you like to bring up? Yeah, and I think for those that are listening, uh, I can't stress this enough: is for the average ind individual, if they care about an issue, if they spend five minutes a week, ten minutes a week, 
they make a significant difference. Yep. Hawaii is a small state, one and a half million people, less than one million live on this island alone. Mm -hmm. And so no joke. I mean, I know people talk about, you know, voting and all of that is important. And, you know, I agree, but uh, <laughs> this, <Who needs> it? <laughs> this, the, the, the getting involved in during the legislative session is unbelievably important. Yep. Um, if you care about ranked choice voting, publicly financed elections, marijuana reform, bail reform, hopefully a living wage, find somebody, call your legislator, ask them to pass it, ask, at least ask them their opinion on it, uh, submit testimony. There are some key deadlines coming up. If bills don't make it past their committee chair uh, by a specific deadline, they're going to die. Mm -hmm. And really, the average person can have a tremendous amount of input in our in our very small populous state. And fo follow at YPDA Hawaii. Sign up for our, our mailing list at YPDAHawaii.org, and we will keep you updated as to when that testimony needs to come in, when those phone calls are most appropriate, which legislators really need to hear from people. Um, that's our job, and uh, hopefully we can get you folks out there to uh, contribute in some small way. And that's that's how things happen in the, in this state and everywhere. Fundamentally, is people need to get involved. So, yeah, hundred percent. Follow YPDA. Subscribe to the email list, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that. Um, if you want to get involved, uh, YPDA is going to be a place to help you. Also, follow Living Wage Hawaii at Living Wage HI on Twitter. Yep. Gentlemen, would you stick around for a shout out segment? Sure. Yes. Love to. This, as always, is the Blue Hawaii Podcast. Blue Hawaii. Blue Hawaii. Shoutouts. Shoutout time. Uh, shout out to our former artist of the month, Ari Irwin, who's got a month-long exhibition on right now at our favorite spot, Mark's Garage. Go check it out. Yeah, Ari. Good luck. Tell him we sent you. We love her art, by the way. Yeah. I actually, uh, Ari is uh, originally from Japan, um, has sort of a street art style, um, very, very, like, just cool aesthetic like it's uh i think it would kind of go well in anybody's apartment if you want to pick up like a, a drawn piece or a t-shirt i know she's making t-shirts right now i will be buying one uh we have a bag from her that we really love a lot it's just i don't know everything she does is really good uh, i believe it's is her her instagram handle is at airy art hawaii that's at e-r-e-i-a-r-t-h-a-w-a-i-i at Airy Art Hawaii on Instagram if you want to see more. Perfect. Uh, shout out to folks who like feet. Actual headline from Newsweek. Fake nude photo of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez debunked by foot fetishist. Thank you, foot fetishist. Yes. And uh, one more, doubling down. Some people are just looking for a connection. Shout out to the gentleman who was caught on apartment security camera uh, making out with someone's intercom for three hours. This is a true story. Reported. Live. You know? On where? Foxnews.com. Foxnews.com. Yep. Uh, shout out to Mackenzie Bezos, who is divorcing her husband, Jeff. You may have heard of him uh -huh. after uh, 25 years of marriage. Go get that money, girl. Yeah. Well, thankfully, you know, it shouldn't be too difficult uh, for them to figure it out because Jeff knows a thing or two about union busting. Whoa. Hey. <laughs> What's disgusting? Union busting. Hey. Shout out to 21 Savage and LeBron James. They did nothing wrong. That song just bangs. It does. Uh, and one last RIP to Lonesome George, the last surviving Hawaiian land snail who died in a UH laboratory earlier this week. The Hawaiian land snails. It's not a name for grad students. We regret to. <laughs> too soon, man. Too soon. We regret to inform you that the Hawaiian land snails 
are now extinct. That is That's, terrible. We don't yeah. know that. I mean, as far as yeah. as far as we know, they're extinct. Uh, you sound you sound like a climate change denier now. Yeah, like, we well, actually know, know that know everything's that they're gone. extinct. Have you have you surveyed every square inch of the earth? <laughs> oh my god. Well, terrible. I'm just trying to keep hope alive. Basically, why do we need the Hawaiian lands now? A healthy ecosystem. Yeah. Just fauna, flora, well, there was only one. I mean, like, how healthy could the ecosystem well, have been with just him? Well, basically, what happened? Uh, he wasn't. The, he was in a lab, so he wasn't even in the ecosystem. That's what I'm saying. Why do we need? Why do we need that land snail at this point? Well, uh, we don't not need them. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I say land, because he's a I great keep... living wage advocate. That's yeah. why we need. I keep just thinking grad student. Whenever I say, when I say land snail, uh, and I feel terrible. They're falling victim to the the rosy wolf snail, a snail and slug specialist. This that sounds was brought, a lot sexier. Yeah, the rosy wolf snail. Brought to the islands to eat other mollusks, specifically giant African snails. However, it found the endemic snails to be much more palatable. This is just like the mongoose thing all over again, right? We, Whenever we, we really ch- need to stop meddling. Yeah. We don't know what we're doing. Oh, like, can you imagine being on that boat? It's like, so uh, what are you guys carrying? It's like, well, I got 200 pounds of sugar and I got uh, a couple of pounds of wood and then got about 10 tons of snails. It's like, we're just going to let these suckers out. How do you, yeah. How do you let out snails? Do you just take a box and just open it? Slowly. It was a, it was a <laughs> lengthy process. Yeah. Yeah. Like, do, they, do, they, do you take the snails out of the box and like throw them on stuff? Anyway. Sorry. Well, we're asking the big questions as always on the Blue White <laughs> Podcast. Yeah. Season two is going to be a real gas, everybody. Season two, <laughs> up and rolling. Uh, please, we are now on Spotify. Big news. So Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn. Wherever you listen to people talking at you, you should continue to do that. But with us. But with us instead. Uh, please visit our brand new website, bluehawaiipodcast.com. If you accidentally type in bluehawaiipod.com, you'll still get there. If, you if you're drunk. T- if you're drunk, yeah. If you type in the bluehawaiipodcast.com. You'll still get there. You'll still get there. We've, we've made some contingency plans for our drunk friends. Uh, please like, tag, share, subscribe, rate, review, all the fun stuff. Uh, go look at our friends Nate and Will on their social media. Uh, thank you to them for joining us here in the studio today. Thank you to our engineer Josh Cox. Thank you to our executive producer Jordan Little. Yes, uh, fellas, any last any last thoughts? Anything else you'd like to share before we head out? Testify, man. Testify. Send some testimony in. Yeah. Anywhere specific to the legislature or just in general? Just in general. Just testify. Just, just testify. <laughs> testify. Testify. All right, gentlemen. Thank you so much. This has been episode one, season two, Blue White Podcast. Aloha. Blue White.